0: At Little Bird Marketing, we don't know all the answers, but we happen to know a lot of people who combined do. We've asked some big dogs, some tenacious thought leaders to share their real experiences, mindsets, and tips for managing through this difficulty. Welcome to the MR Leadership Series. These shorter, punchy interviews are geared toward powerful and candid answers to truly relevant business challenges. If you enjoy this episode, take to social media and thank a leader for volunteering their time in this way. Be sure to use the hashtag alwaysbehelping. Enjoy! I don't know about you, but... I have a favorite town. I also have a favorite person in this town who has a favorite restaurant in this town. So I am so excited to welcome Sarah Kotva to the show. She is an amazing VP over at Fieldwork. And if you don't know what they're all about, you need to go check them out at fieldwork.com. But they have an amazing, amazing network of facilities around the United States. And then what they do globally is pretty fantastic too. They are obviously a field work focus group facility. But she's going to talk with us today about what is going on at fieldwork. And I love love, love, love the actual culture that is at fieldwork and what it means to be a field worker. She's so enjoyable to talk to, even better if you grab a glass of wine and um, even better if we go to our favorite steak place. Am I right? Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thank you so much, Priscilla. I definitely miss those days. I know, but we're going to get there soon, and it's going to be fantastic. I agree. I agree. Better days to come. I finally got you to come on the show, so welcome to Ponderings from the Perch. Thanks for having me, Priscilla. I'm excited. I have to chase you down all over the world to get you to finally come on the show.
1: (laughs) Well, I seem to be in the same position recently, but... Happy to be
0: here. Right, right. Well, you know, if it were really true to form, you know, for what is representative of the rest of our lives, we would be having this uh, conversation in an airplane. So we look forward to the day then we can do that again.
1: Oh, I very
0: much do, yes. (laughs) That, and we're always at conference uh, shows, you know, in the industry, and it's always a great time to talk with you then and hear what's going on in the industry, but obviously we've been through total crisis and change. And as a leader in the MR space, I wanted to hear from you, during crisis, do you have an anchor or a mantra mindset a question you know what is it that really keeps you grounded in these hard times
1: well I definitely feel very very fortunate to have a great group um, around me and we're really here to support each other this is definitely the great unknown um, and I think we're all just playing this game that nobody has the rules for <laughs> so I think at this point you know everybody is just doing the absolute best that they can
0: well, when you say doing the best that they can, I have to say, pause for a minute, because I do know something about fieldwork culture. <laughs> you guys are helpful, helpful, helpful. So if, if, if your, your anchor yourself is, you know, to be communicative and being helpful, how is that playing out in your, in your whole group as a, in fieldwork?
1: Well, I think with just the on-demand world that we had been living in and the fact that, you know, you have your phones and, you know, your different chats and all of these things, I mean, those lines have become, I just think, even a little more blurred, but in a, in a positive way because everybody is really accessible. And I just don't think that there's any question that's off the table. I think that everybody is really looking for answers and trying to come together and communicate. And we just look forward to talking to each other. Um And we do so very often.
0: Yeah, you guys are good about that. And I love it even when I, you know, connect with field workers at conferences, you guys are obviously engaged talking with everyone else but you guys are quick to also bring other people into the conversation and kind of make it a, a bigger a, a bigger conversation and, and new ideas and always thinking about different ways to serve you know uh, serve the industry I love 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 that about you but I wanted to kind of pause and ask you as a leader so you're you you're the vice president really looking over this whole network of uh you know grade a you know facilities in the U.S. And uh, now COVID hits. (laughs) It's like, like you said, nobody's, you know, got the answer. But I wonder if you think as a leader, is there any reflection you have? What did you put in place earlier in the year
1: that now you're so thankful that you got done? Great question. I definitely don't feel like I'm alone in this world when it comes to waking up in the middle of the night and really pondering the woulda, coulda, shouldas, um, of, you know, business and our day to day. But I would say that Fieldwork was doing what we've always done, which is we had a plan for 2020 and we were able to execute that plan up until, you know, about early March. We brought our phone room specialists together from around the country to be in person face to face like we've done for 10 plus years. And we worked on a bunch of initiatives that, you know, were going to take us through the rest of the year. Most of those things we're still continuing to work on and they're, they're relevant to us. Um, We were able to attend in-person again, industry events. And I'm very, very thankful that they had, you know, some of the industry things had moved to the beginning of the year. Um, So we had the opportunity to connect with our clients and our vendors and just our friends in the industry. Our friends in the industry have certainly been very, very helpful to us in this difficult time. Just really found everybody to be open and helpful. And all you have to do is reach out. Um, lastly, I would say that we had an opportunity. All of the equity owners of Fieldwork get together a few times a year, um, and we were able to do that in in Phoenix in the beginning of March. And it was a real interesting time because things were happening around us, and there was a lot of what are we going to do next in the conversations, and we still didn't know. But I just really feel strongly that that opportunity to meet as a group in person and really talk about what our plan was so when we, we went back to our homes and our businesses and our teams that we had this united front and this message and we could move quickly to help continue to serve our clients.
0: Well, you are a face-to-face business and you like to meet face-to-face. So how did that shift? Because right before this all happened, you mentioned that you brought all of your phone room supervisors together and then you as stakeholders were meeting together. But then what switched? Because um, you talked to me just a little bit about a, a project manager meeting that you had after we really were down in quarantine. What did that look like and why was it important for your team to go forward? and keep meeting in that way?
1: I think it was so important because they, we needed to show you know, a little bit of normalcy. Plus, it was just a ton of fun to see everybody's faces. It definitely was not the same, but it was great to communicate different messages, to keep talking about our 2020 goals, to keep on just discussing with as the group about what we would like to see ourselves and, and sort of just be throwing out ideas um, and really learning I mean all of these meetings the very point of them is to continue to share you know best operational practices and we wanted to continue doing that no matter what well,
0: so what actually went online? So you went, instead of meeting with all of the the um, project managers in person, which is what you normally do, help mm-hmm. us understand how, how you put it together. Did you still do it as long as you normally do it? Did you shorten it up? Tell everybody what that looked like, because that's what we're looking to leaders like you to say, look, we did it this way, and this is the result we had. So that if other teams are looking at it saying, should we get our whole team back together? Should we make it virtual? Or you know all the fear of oh virtual is not going to work and and that kind of thing. Tell us about the actual experience.
1: How did you set it up and how did it work out? Yeah, well I will tell you it was a ton of fun, but it certainly wasn't the same kind of fun that we like to have with each (laughs) other as a group. It wasn't the same like that. But you know we certainly didn't want to um, take up. We wanted to have definitely windows of opportunity for people. Um, Everybody is is on their own journey, right? So they have different things, different obstacles that they're juggling if it's homeschooling or, um, you know, just other household things that are happening. So we just, we really did shorten it. We did, uh, some two hour windows. We gave people a little bit of notice about that. We told everybody to attend, um, but it would also be recorded just in the event that, um, you know, they weren't available or something came up. We certainly understand that. Um, we tried to kick off the event similar to what we would have done in person, which was have basically a virtual happy hour. So we had 90 plus field workers on a call, all looking at each other, sharing a drink, even though it was earlier in different time zones. But we really <laughs> no tried- judgment,
0: no judgment, yeah.
1: right? <laughs> We tried to put together all the memories. We've been, like I said, doing this meeting of bringing our project managers from around the country face to face for close to 20 years. And it was a really special time to gather pictures and videos and just memories of the things that we've done and bring it together. I think it was very much appreciated. And I've, like I said a little bit before, I think it was just nice to see everybody's faces on, on the screen. We we miss seeing each other and miss being with each other. So if anybody's questioning out there if you should bring your teams together, I absolutely highly recommend doing it. I think a little goes a long way, and even if you can't do what you had intended or, you know, it's not the same long days. I think you just, you know, you pick what floats to the top in terms of what's relevant in the moment and you help, um, you know, get some people's questions answered. We received a ton of feedback after that from project managers that really just sort of felt stuck. And I feel like that's a lot of what's going on, especially in the last few weeks of people not knowing how to take that next step. And we were just able to help guide everyone into that. Um, And we've continued a little bit with that. We have, uh, Aaron uh, O'Donnell, my colleague and I, we host office hours for our group. So our our group can drop in on Tuesdays and Thursdays and chat with us at any time about anything. And you know, again, just really trying to be helpful to to help everybody get to that next step. Well, you obviously
0: have beautiful facilities, and a lot of people do know you as Focus Group Facility Company. But you do a lot of other things. So tell me about what was really going on in the Fieldwork company during this entire disruption?
1: Yeah, a lot of people don't realize all of the services that Fieldwork offers, but we had many, many clients in mid-project. So we were working with our clients and we're continuing to recruit. We pivoted their projects to an online web work tool to help them follow through and get what they could get completed, finished. We have continued to recruit through this pandemic. We've recruited people to online groups, in-depth telephone interviews, and now as our facilities have prepared to reopen, back to in-person research. <laughs> you mentioned that Fieldwork offers services that are not always obvious to our clients. We have always recruited respondents for our clients who have wanted to host the groups or the interviews at their facility. We'll continue to do that as well. So Sarah, I would be really remiss if
0: I ended this interview by not giving fieldwork a big thank you. I never miss an opportunity to plug WIRE, which is Women in Research And it is always free to join. People can go to womeninresearch.org. And there's an amazing amount of free programming, but it is only possible because of corporate sponsors like Fieldwork. And because you are so willing to come on and share your insights and also your perspective on this pandemic, I just want to say from all of us, thank you so much for believing in Women in Research and ponying up, you know, and making it possible for everybody around the world to be able to. To join that amazing organization for free.
1: Thank you, Priscilla. That's very, very nice. We are very happy and honored to be a part of it.
0: I also miss your smiling faces at the registration booths at conferences, so I can't wait till you all come back. <laughs> we feel the same way.
1: We're excited to see everybody.
0: Well, it's been amazing to hear from so many great MR leaders, and we want to encourage you to reach out and ask people questions. Do what they're doing at (laughs) Fieldwork. There's no dumb question. Make sure you get in touch with people and actually reach out when you need help. We're looking forward to seeing everyone soon, whether that's in a virtual room or at an actual conference. So from all of the peeps here at Little Bird Marketing, have a great day and happy marketing.